Well, I don't know how you're doing, but here on Post Show Recaps, we're over the worst day ever. It's worst day ever. That 24 season two recap podcast talking about episode four of season two, the 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. hour, which ends in a moment that had Emily Fox saying A+. plus. <laughs> We've been laughing because we've been done with the episode for maybe like three minutes now. And we've and just been laughing ever since. You keep trying to silence me, though. You're like, shh, shh, shh. And we keep being like, oh, my God. I got, I'm like, no, save for the podcast. I'm like, <laughs> shh, 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 shh. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so fun to rewatch 24 with you, Emily. Uh, and you said you're never going to do it again. I'll never now. do it again. I think that every episode that I watch from this point forward will be the last time I ever watch one of these Why episodes. Why do you feel that way? Um, because I I'll feel never, like that's such a sweeping statement I'll, that you're probably not going to hold to. I'll absolutely violate this. But my feeling <laughs> is that I never want to watch any of these episodes again because it's just so fun to watch them again with you with fresh <laughs> eyes. It's like I'm watching them again for the first time. Mm-hmm. But seeing you react to, again, we're watching episode four, season two. Spoilers for season two, episode four. Um, uh, to see you react to the return, at least theoretically, of Nina Myers. Oh, my God. I, I did like a, oh, no. Yeah, you literally, oh, no. <laughs> and then you started laughing like that, and then you go, A+. plus. <laughs> <laughs> And we've just been giggling ever since. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's back. Nina Myers yes, is back in back the mix. In the... Yeah, I think you did say, yeah. I will use an expletive here because I'm quoting Emily. I think you go, the bitch is back. Yeah. That's what she said yes. uh, about the uh, the return of Nina Myers in photographic form at the very least as we are Woo. finding out that she is somehow involved in this plot, Emily Fox. You, you thought she got away clean. You thought she got away clean. Uh, so, uh, you know, look. Jack found Joseph Wald. That's why he was brought in in the first place. He chased the lead all the way down to the line. Theoretically, his work is done, right? Uh, I was pretty impressed by how succinct this was, actually. Yeah. Like uh, when he first decided to like shoot the crew, I was like, this is a bad idea. And then he killed everybody. And I was like, oh, OK, that worked out. You know, theoretically, his job should be done. Yeah. He got the information he needed from Joseph Wald. But the information he got from Joseph Wald just so happens it's to have personal. a very deep personal yeah. tie for Jack Bauer. So how are yeah. you going to keep Jack Bauer roped into the show? This is certainly one way to do that. So we'll talk about that uh, certainly a lot more in the weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could talk about it a little bit here. We are on the clock. So okay. let's talk through the episode emily fox uh first of all we are still uh, back in time as we are recording this i believe that this podcast is dropping uh the weekend uh of after christmas i'm not entirely sure it's like the 26th i think okay um, so for those who are celebrating we hope you had a great one this uh podcast may be a lump of coal or it is exactly what you <laughs> asked for we don't know i think it's a shining present <laughs> it's a shining present um a gift it's a gift all right let's get into the episode it starts at 11 a.m Jack Bauer and the Eddie Grant crew, the Eddie Bauer crew, are listening over the radio <laughs> to the wreckage of CTU, and we are in the wreckage of CTU with Michelle wandering around. Tony, Tony, where are you? <laughs> Tendril stayed in place, though. Yeah, uh, th- and that should have been the tell that Tony was still alive, because if something had happened to Tony, Michelle's tendrils would have just stiffened out. Uh, she would have known. She, she would have had straight hair for the rest of her life. Her tendril signals would have uh, would have would have uh, shot out. It's like a spidey sense. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, but Tony is alive. <laughs> you hear him shout. Uh, he's doing a lot of shouting in this episode. I need a little help over here. He found his voice. He found his voice. Uh, Paula is uh, not really finding her voice. She has been pinned underneath uh, the rubble. Doesn't of, look good. Uh, doesn't look good. No, uh, she, she, she's in rough shape this entire episode, and it's really 
pretty upsetting. It's pretty bad. And I think they do a good job in real time of being like, okay, we're all here to help, but like we have to make sure that we remove the wreckage off of her yes. in a way that does not hurt her more. Correct. And that's, yeah, it's awful. It's tough. Yeah. It's difficult. Um, so she's not doing great. The The EMT is like, we're going to need to pull this thing off of her brick by brick. We can't just pull it all <laughs> off in one shot. And Tony, exasperated, goes, oh, man, this is going to take forever. <laughs> he literally says, this is going to take forever. He does. It's great. Oh. Um, Megan and Kim are still at CTU. Megan, who has not been feeling well, and to her credit, has been repeatedly telling Kim, I don't feel well, yeah. uh, begins to have a seizure. Uh, yeah. So they're going to need to take her to the hospital, and that's going to be its own can of worms. But at least she's in a location where there's a ton of EMTs and medical staff there to treat her They're able her right to away. move her very yeah. quickly. this was a slow burn for Megan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's going to be at the hospital within the next, and like diagnosed with enough evidence. Ex- yeah x-rays to determine that there is a pattern of abuse here within like the next 15 minutes effectively so she's you know in safe hands as far as these things are uh it's probably the safest hands she has been in all day right now i would agree um david palmer is very uh very mad about uh (laughs) everything that's going on right now with the ctu can you blame him um, Eric Rayburn, uh, he's pissed at Eric Rayburn and Eric just keeps wanting to push his evacuation plan for Los Angeles, which makes zero sense. Lynn Kresge, uh, is, is really, really mad. One tough cookie that Lynn Kresge, uh, Crunchy Kresk, as we like to call her. She's very, what do we call her? Crunchy Kresk. Crunchy Kresk? Yeah. Do we call her that? I decided to call her that. Okay. The Crunchy Kresk is really <laughs> mad at Eric Rayburn. Those people are dead because of you, Eric. She's like, well, then why didn't you tell David Palmer? And she's like, you idiot. You're the one who stopped me from telling David Palmer. He's like, yeah. as far as I know, Jack Bauer never called here. Whatever you think you know, Lynn Kresge, keep to yourself. And she goes, I won't. Anyway, at 11.05, George Mason is talking to the paramedic that just diagnosed him with death. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, so sh- what should I expect for the rest of the day? Like, and the guy's like, mm, liquefied inside. George Mason's like, How, let's prep the audience for what's going to happen to me. It's not good. Uh, doesn't look good. Uh, let's prep the audience. What, what could happen to me? You said I might die in a day. I just would love to know how that's going to go yeah. down. I yeah. love Xander Berkeley's uh, performance here of like, well, how's this going to go? Uh, and the guy's like, well, you may have up to 12 hours of feeling nothing. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel right now? And George says, like, I want to puke. Yeah. Uh, but when the symptoms become more acute, George's hair will start to fall out. Well, I'm used to that. Still has his dry wit, Emily. I that know. hasn't gone away. Mm-hmm. Um, I he, bet that'll go away with the symptoms, though. He's going to have <laughs> uh, bad gastrointestinal distress. He's going to have skin lesions. He's yeah. going to be bleeding a lot. It feels like things are going to go downhill pretty quickly once stuff starts to happen. That's basically what he's saying, is that once you start feeling the really acute symptoms, it's going to go quickly. Your mental functioning will deteriorate. You're going to lapse into a coma. He's not able to describe it any further than that when CTU calls. It's Tony on the phone, and George, to his credit, wants to take the call. Uh, and he's trying to uh, talk Tony through it a little bit. He's like, Tony, look, you may need to be in charge of this. I might not be coming back. And Tony yells at him. Well, Tony is not clued in on what's he happening. He doesn't know what's going and on. And that's kind of a frustrating 
like point to like keep in mind George Mason has just found out that he's dying yeah. of radiation poisoning and has only known this for less than 10 minutes at this I point I guess but wouldn't there be somebody else who's like the go-between that's like there was a blast on our end of things because I think that's important information the, this is where like the real-time element I think comes into play yeah. Tony is dealing with the bomb that went off in his office George is over here. Yeah. It's only been 10 minutes. You know, <sighs> this is a show that takes place over the course of a single day. You imagine this information may cross people's desks at some point in time, possibly, maybe. We will see. Uh, yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, Jack Bauer and the and the Eddie Bauer crew roll up to this random piece of uh, highway, uh, like off-highway, uh, <laughs> and Eddie uh, calls jo- Joseph Wald, who's who Jack wants to get in touch with. He gets the address. He puts it on a matchbook, and this is when Jack Bauer's like, okay, that's really what I came here for. You're all under arrest, and a big firefight sh- uh, breaks out between uh, Jack and Eddie and uh, Jimmy Sims is going to get killed and the other guy's going to get killed and Jack's going to kill Eddie as well. I did not expect this to go as well as it did. Yeah, you were upset. You're like, why are you arresting Eddie before you uh, have done anything about the other two guys? Because they open fire on Jack because they see him with two guns. Right, exactly. Um, And I was like, that felt a little short-sighted, but then Jack turned around and killed him. He just kills them all. So I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, it's not a problem. Sure. Uh, Jack calls Michelle Dessler. What happened? Is everyone all right? She's like, it's not great. It's bad. <laughs> He's like, are you in enough of a place where you could take a situation report? And I am. Uh, so he gives her the news that uh, Joseph Wald's been located. His crew is all dead, and he's heading over to his house right now. Uh, and uh, Jack also is going to learn here that Kim has been in touch with CTU. Uh, so at least he feels good about that, but probably not that great about it. Yeah. Uh, Michelle is going to pass this message along to Tony, who's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I totally told Kim to come to CTU. I hope she didn't explode. Yeah, check the logs. Uh, so I don't know that we ever get closure on that in this episode. Uh, no, I don't think we do. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Uh, and some of it is on Paula. Uh, they're trying to move the parts off of Paula. Oh, boy. Uh, and wreckage is falling on her, and it's very, very bad. Um, we go to the hospital, Emily, and this doctor's like, yeah, so Megan has uh, been, been the victim of abused. a pattern of physical abuse. And she just like kind of death stares Kim. And Kim, you know, sort of like blank stares back until she's like, oh, you think I'm doing it? And this woman is like, well, I don't know. And I'm going to let the police sort it out. Here's one of those moments that like, I guess I'm a bit of a narc. So this is like, this comes naturally to me where I would be like, yeah, it's her father. He's an abusive man. I just found this out today. Yes. Um, She doesn't really do that. She needs to be better at this to protect herself. Probably. Especially since, you know, this isn't the end of him chasing after her. And the fact that he filed a police report saying that Kim kidnapped Megan, like, come on. Yeah. Yep. 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 Get Um, it together, guys. David Palmer at the uh, the the Oregon complex, whose name is too complex for me to remember. <laughs> uh, he's there. They're still dealing with all of the damage reports of what happened to CTU. Eric Rayburn still beating the drum of let's get everybody out of L.A. We'll do it in stages. But there's the whole thing of it's going to cause panic. It's going to cause a riot. It's going to make things worse. He's saying, it's going to help you politically, David. And David Palmer says, if the bomb goes off, we're going to have more important concerns than my re-election, Eric. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't want anything uh, to be done yet. Jack Bauer is going to call Lynn Kresge, and he's pissed. 
He rightfully should be. He has a great line. He's like, I'm doing my job. When are you people going to start doing yours? Yeah, because he gave a 30-minute heads up. That's gave enough me 30 time. minutes. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. She's like, well, Jack, it's complicated. You have to start talking faster. It's She's a very like, short <laughs> podcast, Lynn. I called CTU, I... and I spoke to them in a very slow uh... tone, and that's why they weren't able to evacuate in time. At 11.20, Kate <laughs> Warner goes to her dad, Bob. Bob, uh, a.k.a. Christian Shepard. And she's like, so Reyes is a terrorist. And he goes, what? She's like, yeah, I definitely looked into him. He's a terrorist. And Bob says, I looked into Reza. He's not a terrorist. She's like, you looked into Reza? And he goes, I'm a businessman. My daughters are my most precious assets. I'd gr- never let you get married without doing my due diligence. What a gross thing to say. All of this sucks. All yeah. of it sucks. <laughs> All of it sucks and, so much. But even Bob is like, Kate, this is the day of the wedding. What are you doing? After all of this time you're choosing today, go to lunch with Reza. But Dad, go to lunch with Reza. Uh, he's like, oh, I hate my whole family. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me because like, I'm used to seeing him clean shaven from Lost. Yeah. But I just keep fixating on, on, his, the goatee. on his goatee. The goatee is powerful. It's his whole California daddy vibe is very <sighs> significant. It really is. Yeah. Uh he definitely came from some All sort of commune. All that's missing is like a robust cabernet that uh, he like grew on his own But vineyard. his like shirt is kind of flowy and stuff. He's just got big California daddy vibes. Yeah, maybe a Zinfandel actually. Give him a Zinfandel. Um at 11:28 a moment occurs that my brother and I actually talked about a decent amount on the uh the spoiler podcast when George is in the ambulance and Tony calls and he needs his password and George says it's Hendrix uh, and Tony says with an X and he goes how else would you spell it and my uh, take has always been that like with a CKS probably would have worked it was a worthy question and my brother's take is that it's Hendrix with an X because George Mason is like secretly a huge Jimi Hendrix fan well duh uh, and like it helped Ben have uh, have some appreciation for George Mason as a guy that after the very long day that was season one of 24 George Mason went home poured himself a nightcap and just blasted all along the watchtower uh, that's a fun little uh, bit of fanficking for uh, George Mason. But he's not loving what he's hearing about Paula, that Paula's not doing well. Um, when he gets off the phone with Tony in the ambulance, he asks the EMTs, am I contagious? Yeah. They say no. And at the time, you were like, it's a little late for the people in the ambulance. <laughs> yeah. But clearly, he's asking because he now... Uh, now that he's been given this death sentence, I think he kind of figures Emily like, well, what? Why not just last be, ditch effort of like, why not yeah, just be all a hands CTU? on deck? Well, it's also the kind of thing like, would you want to spend your last day if you knew um, unequivocally that you're going to die by being in the hospital? Like, if there's nothing they can do for you other than maybe keep you a little bit comfortable, I'd be like, no, nah, I'll take those pills on the road. Like, I got to go do some cool stuff before I die. He's got stuff to do. So George Mason, the cowardly George, is returning to the heart of the of the beast. Is that where you go? You go to the belly of the beast, right? Typically. We don't have time to Beasts litigate don't this. have hearts, Jack Josh. Bauer shows up to <laughs> Joseph Wald's house. Eddie's dead. Chris is dead. Scott is dead. And then How Uncle- did they die? I killed them. And then Uncle Rico is... Uh- yeah, Uncle Rico uh, is uh, a.k.a. Roger Linus from Lost, a.k.a. Uh, Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, is, uh, is Joseph Wald in a very brief role here mm-hmm. uh, where Jack is like, I killed him for resisting arrest, and I'll kill you too, Joe. And he grabs Joe's shotgun, which is cool. I always thought this was cool. 
And Joe's like, but you guns killed. are cool. Guns Josh. are cool. Guns are cool. Young uh, Josh. Young Josh loved this. Uh, he's like, you killed, you killed Marshall Gorin. Though he's like, yeah, I did it because I had to. And then a dog attacks Jack. We don't need to spend too much time yada, talking yada, about yada. how that goes. No, uh, no. Uh, doesn't look good. Uh, and then Joseph Wald locks himself inside a safe room in the middle of all of this distraction. And Jack is like, I got to get into the safe room. Um, Kim Bauer is going to call Carla, Gary's wife, Carla Matheson. She's like, you get my daughter back here now. You took her. And Kim's like, stop covering for Gary. And she's like, oh, I am, aren't I? And then Gary shows up at the door. And that's what the last we see of Carla as she was on her way to the hospital. Gary came back home. Stupid, stupid, stupid. We don't check back in with that. Yep. Um, see you later. Bye. At 1140, Jack is still trying to blast into the panic room. He's trying to guilt Joseph Wald into opening the door. And he's like, this is the problem with people like you. You blame the government for everything, for having too much power. You're the one with the power, Joe. What are you going to do with it? This isn't what you wanted. This isn't it. That's what he says. Yeah. You don't have anything to say? Okay. No, not really. No, I mean, it, it's like a good tactic in terms of psychologically being like, hey. He is kind of guilt tripping him yeah. fairly effectively. Mm-hmm. It does seem like Joseph Wald's going to open the door eventually because he feels bad. Yeah. Uh, because he's like, you were, you're involved in a nuclear attack on Los Angeles. That's not what you signed on for. Yeah. You're a patriot, Joe. Yeah. And Joe's like, I am. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't want to do this. <laughs> I'm upset. And I'm upset that I've been tricked into it. Kate and Raza go on a road trip. Rose's like, you don't like me very much, do you? And Kate's like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> of course I like you, Raza. We find out that Raza's been like in the business with this family for three years. He's been with Marie for two years. And Kate is still getting this good hate into Raza and is just now you know, investigating him and all of this stuff. These are all very bad looks for Kate Warner, I think. Uh, yeah, Kate kind of sucks. You could have had, you could have taken some time to get to know Reza. Yeah, I think. Um, at CTU, Paula is free and placed on a gurney, and they are going to bring her to the hospital for surgery. Yeah. Except that George Mason returns. He comes back, and he is saying we are going to need to keep Paula lucid because. The NSA did not get all of our backed up files. The encryption code uh, did not come through. Paula is the only one who knows it. We could put IT on it, but it might take hours and we don't have that kind of time. So we need to wake her up. Mm-hmm. And Tony is very mad about this. She deserves a chance to live. Uh, he's also getting a good hate into George. And George just, you know, at this point where this kind of thing would really bother him in the past, he just says, Drop the attitude, Tony. We got to do work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of weird to see George Mason uh, like doing his job. Yeah. Like he's actually kind of doing it. I know. I know. But like he only has a limited window of time left. Yeah. So like it's time to like get into gear. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, And it's like a really tough um, dynamic to have where obviously you want Paula to receive the treatment she so desperately needs, but everything hinges on her. So what do we do? That's what Tony and Michelle are going to talk about in a couple minutes here where, uh, you know, Tony had said she deserves a a chance to live, but I'm not sure that George was wrong. And Um, I feel so guilty because I'm the one who brought her to CTU. I hired her. How did you feel about the physical contact that they shared? She never got a chance to do her job. 
She, so, she did, Tony. And she consoles, Michelle Dessler consoles Tony by with placing her large her, tendril. By placing her hand <laughs> on the small of Tony's are back. Are you sure that wasn't a tendril? Uh, and her tendrils <laughs> are in her are in her face as Tony stands up and their faces are so close. I know. I was like, what is this intimate moment? Oh, it's so intimate. The tension, Emily. I know. Oh my I don't God. think he ever had that with Nina. Emily, so I'm watching this <laughs> show and I'm just watching this scene and I'm not, I'm like holding my breath and I'm not saying anything. And then I notice that Emily isn't watching the show. You're watching me <laughs> and you go, you love this, don't you? And I just had to, I was like biting my lip. <laughs> Ew. I was like, I love these, I love these characters very much. <laughs> chill about Michelle Tesler and Tony Almeida. I've I've conserved so much chill for so many things on this show. I have no chill. I can't keep any poker face around you with Tony and Michelle. You're literally (laughs) shaking right now. I'm Uh, watching your body just quake. I can never watch the show again because it's never going to be as good as it is right now ever again. (laughs) The only way, Emily, is if we ever decide to have a child, when that child turns 24, we will watch the show again with that kid. That's how we'll do it. That's the only way I'll ever revisit any oh, of this no. stuff. Um, anyway, so I skipped ahead a little bit. Uh, David Palmer uh, is like, Lynn, I know about the CTU call. She's like, I tried to tell you. Uh, and uh, she says, I'm going to resign. He's like, no, you're not. I still I kn- trust you. I still trust you, but yeah. I'm definitely going to remember this. Uh, <laughs> He figures out that it was Eric, and then he's going to fire Eric. Eric Rayburn's going to get fired. You're out, Eric. Effective immediately. Yes. And Eric's like, you can't fire me, sir. Not now. And he's like, watch me. Uh, and so he fires Eric Rayburn. Emily, I've got good news for you. You ready? Mm. I don't think we ever see that guy ever Thank again. God. Pretty sure that's it for Eric. Because I was like, this is going to be some real BS. Not the if last he, time like, you ever. Shows up. I don't think you ever. I, I think you hear his name again, but I don't he, think like, you ever see that guy Lynn again. Slashes Lynn Kresge's tires. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he writes on the side of her door, "Eric was here." <laughs> uh, no, that doesn't happen. Okay. Um, at the end of the episode, Jack Bauer is able to finally break through to Joseph Wald, who opens the door willingly when he realizes his choices are death or going to jail or doing the right thing. He decides he's going to tell Jack Bauer who gave him the schematics for CTU, who told him the where and the when and the how. It was a contact that he met twice. He says, the woman who gave me the plans. Which Uh, naturally means that like two-thirds of the entire CTU office are out of of the picture. (laughs) I only met her twice, and Eddie took some pictures, and here are the pictures, but I can't go back to jail. So he kills himself, and Jack Bauer goes, no, which is great. Every yeah. time things go wrong and Jack Bauer screams, Jack grabs the photos. He looks through and there's that quaff, Emily. It's unmistakable Ooh. Nina Myers uh, with hair even shorter, I think, than it was in uh, season one. I believe this is the time of uh, our lives back around 2001, 2002, where you would get your hair feathered and layered with a razor blade. Mm, 
Wow. That was a real move back then. Oh, my gosh. I remember watching my uh, very reluctant and probably inexperienced hairdresser at the time when I was in high school razoring the edges of my hair. Yeah. Anyway, That's we got to go. We got to start wrapping this up, actually, Emily. We have a minute left. Oh, my God. Nina Myers is back in the house. With that uh, razor hair. How are you? You know, a lot of people uh, who were watching the show for the first time for this rewatch, especially like the Nina twist was interesting, but I feel like I wish I had known more about why it happened. Well, I hey, said it was interesting. I said it was interesting. Well, good news, folks. This end of the episode makes it pretty clear that Nina Myers is back in the mix. Love so it. if you wanted to know more about Nina, if you wanted to see a little bit more about what she's actually like, good news. That's happening. Yes. Are you excited about that? I'm so excited. A plus. Uh, I'll just say that uh, that uh, the the Nina Myers that you have yet to meet is a very distinct character, and I'm really looking forward to digging into Psyched. all of that. A plus uh, because of the ending, where the rest of the episode was was good as well. Uh, the rest of the uh, episode was good, but A plus for Nina. Okay, A plus for Nina. We're gonna come back next week with episode five. See what happens now that Nina Myers is back in the mix. What's it gonna take for Jack Bauer to stay involved? All of the good stuff is happening. Stay tuned for more Worst Day Ever. Coming your way next week. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.